Hello, welcome back. Welcome to my podcast. I'm trying to look at a few things here uh, before I get started. Really don't have much of an agenda on this, um, sadly. I was thinking about, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and a guy mentioned, you know, people recording on their cell phones and different things. He meant really, he meant well by it. And uh, I understand <laughs> I usually I used to record a lot of these podcasts on um, on my uh, computer. You know, I used to have this amazing computer. It was a Toshiba back in the day, ran Windows ninety five, but it had the most amazing sound on it, and it had the original optical drive on it. It was a Portage, it was actually, and. I paid an ungodly amount of money for it. <laughs> I was in college. I hate to admit this. I paid $2,000 for the thing. I was young. I didn't know anything about them. And uh, it was more than I needed for college, put it that way. Uh, the worst decisions of my life that I've ever made. I'm buying something. But it, it turns out being... Um, turns out being something that I did enjoy getting my foot in the door doing a lot of recording on a lot of those I still have today let's see what this is so I'm using my phone nowadays for my uh, podcast I have a surface go not a surface pro not a regular Surface, I have a Surface Go that I use to write on. And I don't use it for anything else. I update it. There's something I use the internet for on it. Update it. Use it for my writing. Strictly that. A nice portable computer I paid. I could have bought four of these for the price I had that Toshiba. And as I look back, man, I really got screwed on that deal. I really got screwed on that deal. <laughs> this is this is a story of my life, right? But uh, this this little thing here is nice. I wanted to get a Surface Pro. They're a little bit bigger. I've uh, said before the keyboard on this is a little small, but but I, I like it. I like the portability of it. I like it being small like that. I think writing, be it on a computer, because you have to have. I like writing in in uh, my pen. But writing from paper to this type of thing, you still want it to be portable. You want it to be something that I've always felt like a book. It should be something you could put in your pocket and take out and read. Uh, well, uh, something you're writing on a tablet should be something you can pick up. It's portable. It's not this big, bulky thing. It kind of takes away from that purpose. This does well. Had I known how much money I would be losing this year, which is pretty much everything I have, I would have invested more into that for my writing. I pretty much lost all the ability to help out on a lot of the charities that I've been a part of. In major and minor ways, I've gotten away from actually dealing with money. I don't 
like dealing with money with all these charities. I like facilitating it, um, getting awareness out, helping to raise money to that cause. I, I find it so much more enjoyable than actually doing the money part on it. And it still has been a rough, rough year. Uh, my entire stimulus check was swallowed up dealing with a situation that I can't talk about on here. But I basically have lost everything I had in savings. And uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much as it should. Because I'm coming up on a year from when I fell out of a tree. And landed on a ladder 15 feet. And I've spent most of that year unable to work. And trying to walk. Trying to sit in the chair. Trying to do the basic things. Um, had this horrible pain in my neck. Like last night I woke me up and it just felt like a charley horse in my neck and it, it makes me realize how much damage I did to my body um, I had this strange sense at the time that I'm going to overcome anything like you know you fall out of a tree and land on the ladder 15 feet you're just going to jump back and it, it, I don't know how I got that I don't know what came over to me to leave me to believe that I could just heal I, I have a lot of ways I'm pretty good pretty good as long as I'm not lifting anything but I know I'll never be back to where I was so I've had this other horrible situation I've dealt with on top of that like I'm in the middle of healing and I have uh, somebody that instead of coming to me and saying to me well how they felt about something they decided to go about it in a different manner and the best way to describe it is a pissing contest that I don't want to be a part of okay I have nothing to prove to anybody on this planet nothing nobody and um really confused really confused over the whole situation to say the least uh it's really shown me how much evil people are capable of in treating others needlessly. And uh, so I'm stuck with what I have here. I have this tablet and I have this phone. It's older and it works. It works. Okay. Sometimes the app doesn't work as well. I wish I had more to deal with. But I've been keeping my mind busy, and I'm really enjoying a lot of the content I've been viewing. Uh, a couple of them I want to really go over. I really like, uh, and I want to get their names right here. Where are you? Uh, Franca Hadley. She's a on Instagram, and she's a blogger. Uh, She's a fiction writer. Okay. I don't know much about her personally. <coughs> Excuse me. I heard about her through Tony Anderson, who's an, is a great writer. And 
she's a translator. And what struck me about this girl is she has eyes just like my grandmother and I, my dad's mom. And I was like, wow, she's got to be Russian. And she is. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Really pretty cool. Um, and she has, oh, I love reading everything she writes every day. But she has here, uh, I'm getting these emails. Give me a second. Okay, good. This is part of what I've been dealing with today. Another issue. Um, okay. Okay, Franca. Franca has an amazing uh, podcast on Anchor as well. And her latest one is uh, You're Investing More Than You Have. That one really was important to me. She's a freelancer. And uh, there's a lot of psychology in her podcast. I listened to a few of them. They're, they're short. They're not as long as mine. Really check it out. Check out her stuff. It's she, She's gotten me to really think about a lot of the humanistic sides of behavioral psychology. Not directly mentioning it, but, but the way that she says things in her podcast that really put put together a lot of aspects growing up like when I was in high school and we're taking all these different classes we're taking math we're taking physics you know whatever you're taking history and I got in this capstone program and capstone was doing field testing on these streams that acid mine drainage had been left in and from coal mining and trying to heal and find ways to clean up the creeks. So a teacher said to us, he said, I'm going to teach you something that you won't learn for many years that you're going to get right now. All these things you're learning apply in different ways to what you're doing on this, this project. You need history, you need math, you need all this. So basically I'm, my point being is that this is what Franca has done. I'm seeing parallels between uh, psychology, her issues with the writing community, things I've been dealing with, and um, it all it all it all comes full center. And sorry, her thing you're investing more than you have. It it, it speaks so much to what she's doing, translating and writing freelance work uh and what <laughs> we all do in my field as a as a writer and as a counselor for youth a couple crazy weeks by the way of my job that i can't talk about but wow you know you're investing more than you have that's definitely what what i feel like i've been doing and what she's talking about investing is doing what you love. You can see everything that she talks about, everything she writes, everything she translates, has to be something you love doing. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. You need to invest in something that is rewarding to you, is meaningful to you, purposeful to you. Very important here. Um, the other one, uh, if I can find him here, I have him on here. <laughs> 
Okay, Crypto Naturalist. This guy's poetry is great. Um, crypto Naturalist is he's he's a guy right wrote a book. Um, Field Guide to the Haunted Forest. Jared K. Anderson. Great book. Great book. Oh my God. I first saw this, I'm thinking, hmm, is this going to be a... So I deal with a lot of people living around here with Kecksburg and different places, thinking, well, what's this going to be about? But his, his poetry is wonderful, and he's a podcast, too. And uh, I was watching a YouTube version of his that really is... I mean, his, his stuff really spoke, it really spoke to me. Can I clean my screen and read it? <laughs> I just shut the thing off, I think. No, it's back on. Okay. Crypto Naturalist. He's even on Twitch, too. He, uh... He says here in this today, it was, a lot, yeah, it was earlier today. It gets to the meaning of the inner, inner, inner linkings and the ability of things in, in nature. He said, in lieu of our Zoom meeting this afternoon, let's all agree to wander beneath the trees tonight when the moon is high. Let's sink our fingers into the soil and send messages via fungi and salamander. If that fails, let's simply live on, having lost nothing at all. I'm I'm retweeting that. I like that. Yes. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> I love that. That it is that is great. You know, we're full moon coming up. It's starting to warm up. I um got out a little bit today. That's what I was looking at. I went up and I had uh I wanted to take a trip today up to Cherry Tree. And that's where my grandmother's mother, actually my grandmother's grandmother came from there. Her father was, uh, well, this, my grandmother's grandmother's father, being my third great-grandfather, was James Hedden. And he was killed when he was trying to, uh, a tree fell over, so he was trying to help this kid cut it up. And he's holding this tree and it flipped back. And... They never knew the whole history of it. I, I figured it all out doing research. But uh, my grandmother and my and her sister still alive. Have two sisters buried up there. <coughs> so we got up there, and there's there's no nobody left up there alive that you could visit. Everybody's dead. Like everybody that you knew up there, everybody that from the family's dead. It's a town where just it's a cemetery. It's a lot like portages to my dad. There's nobody really left alive. I go there. I'm not visiting anyone. And it kind, of, it kind of makes you feel sad because you go there, there's so much history of your family there, and you wish that you knew more. So a couple of years ago, I took my Aunt Dorothea, which is my grandmother's sister, up. She's in her 90s. And we're walking around. She's looking for her uncle's grave or something. And I see this one tombstone. And it really was like, drew me and it just happens once in a while and i never know why you know i just feel like i'm drawn that way and i went to this this beautiful but moss covered uh, black coal dusted 
stained it this this beautiful marble tombstone of this Gideon uh, Kinsport. And I remember the name because I thought, well, that's, that's really different. That's really different. There's a big inscription. You can't read it. So I looked at it and I didn't think much. But I knew the name. The name hit me. And then so happened I'm reading through some historical documents. I believe it was the University of Alabama or Georgia, one of the two. And the name was there. And I thought, wow, it can't be. And I looked and it was a letter to a girl from Cherry Tree, Pennsylvania. I was like, wow, that's the, that's the same guy. What are the chances of this? In 18... The 1830s or 1840s, whenever it was. <coughs> but it was a letter to this girl who was leaving Cherry Tree. And Gideon wrote one of the most beautiful letters and poems that I've ever read. And as you know, from listening to my stuff, and I, I did a reading of his poem on his grave. And I haven't thought much about it, but... I wanted to do some research, and I got this this stone cleaning chemical. You spray it on. It's called wet and forget. You spray it on. You have to have a dry day, like today. And you spray it on and soak the stone pretty good with it and leave, and nature just takes over. It doesn't hurt the stone, which is nice. Other people have done this with the Scott family, which were my third great-grandfather's daughter and her husband. So I wanted to do... One for my third great-grandfather. And then Gideon, too. Which I feel this this strange connection to. We're both writers. We both had this similar style. I, I feel like I know the guy. It's just strange. but So I go up there, and uh, it, it dawns on me that this year would be his 200th birthday. And I really thought, yeah, I got to do this because I, I'm thinking about life. There's, there's, a, there's a saying, and I'm going to put this in a poem, but there's a saying, you know, that you die twice. The first time is when you die, and the second time is when the last person who knew you speaks your name. And I thought, you know, for us writers and poets and musicians, that's not the case. Because here, a letter with the words written on it, I have a copy of it around here somewhere. I, I contacted them at the uh, university and I said, hey, could I have a really good copy of this made? Because I, this, this letter is historical. It belongs in the Historical Society of Indiana, PA, as well as your university. Um, it was in a collection where this rich guy had bought up so many antique documents. And uh, I, I, I had to just think about that, that. I was drawn to this, and I don't know if I'm related to them in any way or not. I doubt it, but you feel connections. You feel connections and energy in places, much the same way that crypto uh, here, crypto naturalist is saying about that <laughs> interconnected ability you have with with things, you have with people too, and you have it with energies. And I always felt like, wow, you know, I really want to do this for his birthday. And I, I thought, you know, 200 years, when I'm 200 years old, in 
2178. <laughs> Will anybody do that for me? It it's uh it's kinda neat to do. It's kinda neat to do. And those generation of romantic poets at that time would totally dig that. They would love that. And uh maybe I maybe I'm gonna read myself some brownie points, I don't know. <laughs> That's the only time you'll see me have ego when I enjoy doing stuff like that. But but what crypto naturalist said made me think about that. His podcast is something that I've been enjoying a lot. And then thirdly, the other podcast is, uh, oh, wow, Raylan Nelson. Raylan Nelson always, what I, what I like about this girl is, you know, she is an amazing artist. She's also, you know, from a family where they're all great, humble people. But Raylan always reinvents herself, and she was saying couple months ago about doing this this uh, podcast i thought it was with somebody else but i guess i guess it's her and jb which is awesome they're always working on projects together they're always in the band together it, they just they they work together and it, they like it, it's a great dichotomy right there and she wanted to do something on uh, comedy and I, I I loved it because I said I said that's that's a great idea because you know right now we're in this pandemic and comedy is like the only thing you have. It's hard to laugh. I sit at my computer here a lot of times and I thought I was saying the other day. I said you know I'd love to write like I had been before this, but I'm down like you're seeing all these people dying and everything's going on and people said well you're lucky to be alive you should be happy and I'm like I am happy but. Could you sit there and write the great American novel right now? I I just, it's tough. It's a tough time to write. It's a tough time to do music. It's a tough time to do anything. Some people have been flourishing in it, like Taylor Swift, but Raylan wanted to interview some of these comedians. Music is Funny is the podcast, and it's done in this amazing Willie Nelson Museum in Nashville, and... Wow. <laughs> that 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 is a great studio setting. It's a great just part of her family history, you know. Her grandfather is one of the greatest. He has instilled in each one of them what it means to be a decent human being. And I I love that, man. So her podcasts have been Interviewing these comedians, I think up to what, I think up to five of them now, in this this genre, and it's something different, and I'm really enjoying it a lot. It's 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 making me laugh, it's teaching me things, it's it's a little bit of what she was doing before and adding to it. Raylan is always reinventing and evaluating what she's doing. It's it's great, great stuff, great stuff. I, if I had the opportunity and I was going to do more interviews, I would mesh with that myself. And several people that I wanted to that are famous, and it's just this app does not want to work. I sat there the one day for at least an hour, 
and finally just threw my hands up in the air with the one person and said, you know, this is not going to work for some reason. Either it's your phone or my phone or whatever. And you see it on CNN. You see it on the news. Just a hard day of at a time right now. Just, just doing anything. Uh, glitches and <laughs> all this stuff. So I enjoy doing a mixture of things. Like talking to you. Today I'm just talking, you know. I think... I think you just want to hear a little bit of me talking and uh, saying about some of these things that inspire me, these podcasts. So that's Frank, a crypto-naturalist, and the great Raylan Nelson. I was kidding with her a little bit. I said, you know, she says about name-dropping that she's... Willie Nelson's granddaughter. And I said, well, you know, he drop your name once in a while and say, I'm Willie Nelson's grandfather. <laughs> but uh, all serious aside, that that is that is a great podcast, that comedy one. Uh, I want to get into another thing here. Got something strange. Something strange. It's probably the craziest. No, I just. This this is going between two devices. <laughs> this is a pen that I bought. It is called I did have the full name for this. Alright. The uh pin BBS four six nine double-sided fountain pen in Manjusaka, which is like a red um, acrylic. It's supposed to look like these red red uh, lilies. I have some of them in my flower bed. It's a Japanese Chinese flower for death. And it's supposed to be an eternal flower that uh, is from remembrance. So I liked the color. I didn't know what it was about, but it, it, it was a pen. It's not cheap. Okay, not cheap in, in the least. And I ordered it off of the guy on Etsy that sells them. He That's the best way to order them. And a lot of times have exclusive ones too. And I've seen different reviews of it and different issues that people have had on it. And I wanted to go over a couple of them because this this pen, it's a big pen. It's a two-sided pen. And no clip on it, so you can't carry it on a clip, which kind of makes sense because it's two-sided. Which clip would you put the cap would you put the clip on? I'm I've seen a couple of reviews. And for, yeah, first of all, it's a big pen. So I, I got it, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to ink this up. And I believe it comes with two fine number six nibs, eyedropper filled. And uh, it's got that wonderful pen BBS um, nib, and, nib and feed unit that screws in on one side. And then uh, one's goldish colored. It's like a gold... Uh, 
with iodine. I believe it's like a, you know what they call that, where they put the gold with the, uh, it's not actual gold. But the other side is, is, is this, they're both still nibs, trying to read it. And the problem people had said with it is you're carrying a pen. And the basic physics of a fountain pen is that it's slowly going to drip ink. And thus many, many problems people have with fountain pens. The The nib nib is very dry on this. It's, it's a little too dry for my liking, and I've been trying to work with it. The main the main issue I have, it's a Chinese pen, a little bit of a Fude nib on it. Not much of a Fude nib, but it kind of bends up. So when I start out and I get that dry start and stop, it seems to be when I let it sit for a minute. So I don't know if that's a feed issue or if it's a ink issue or a nib issue, but you pay that much for a pen. It's a little upsetting when it doesn't just flow perfectly you know you expect that understandable it's a two-sided pen it's it's a some people would see it see it as gimmicky i don't I, I see it as innovative like this is really something different and the issue people had being two-sided with two-sided fountain pen one way is going to be sitting up the other way is going to be a cap full of ink because it's going to drip out they give you with this though, a rollerball uh, end. And I've seen these with noodlers. It's a rollerball that'll use fountain pen ink. So really, for the price, you think forty bucks, you're getting. Which somebody bought this for me. I did not buy it for myself. They wanted me to try it out. I said, I'll, I'll try it out. You're getting. Two fountain pen nibs with the feeds that should run about $10 a piece. Then you're getting the rollerball. They give you a nice eyedropper too. So the eyedropper, probably about glass eyedropper, $2, $3. Uh, good $25 in nibs, and the rest of it is, is about a cost. So it's not extremely expensive when you think about all that but i put the rollerball unit in and i've been doing this for about a week now let's say let me see it's been about five days the rollerball does not drip any ink like if you would if you had the fountain pen nib so um i keep the rollerball in down when i carry it and it's the rollerball is awesome. It's it's a little wider than I like. It's it's more of a medium. I like I always like fine and extra fine for some reason. But it it, it writes nice. I have diamine majestic blue in it, which is this really great I think shading ink. Um, that is that is an interesting pen. And when it meets in the middle of the two ink chambers, it makes like an hourglass. So, it's different. It's really different. I, uh, I wanted to give it at least, what do I want to say here? At least I feel a, <laughs> a 10 out of 10 here because 
you're taking a lot of things with physics here and trying to get them to work. And in such a small little pen, it's great. I said, I, I said I'd give it an honest review, and I've done small ones here and there, but I had a hard time getting this pen, so I was frustrated to begin with. It was supposed to, I went down to chance to go to my sister's for her birthday. It was supposed to be there two days before that, and it was a few miles away from me on tracking. I'd been waiting, like, when it, when it was bought for me, it was two months ago, and to get it from China, so I was kind of not knowing if it would even be here on time, but I was like, great, it's going to be here. And it started going down to, like, New Jersey and down the coast, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 going the wrong way. And it, uh, I contacted the post office, and I was a little upset about it, and they they were very kind. I have a wonderful post office here. They helped, helped me get it here so I could uh, review it. And when I got back on Monday, it was it was here. So. I've had a few days to play around with it. I love, I love this pen. There's a utilitarian uh, use for it, especially the way in this, this format I have it set up with a fountain pen nib on one end, roller ball on the other. If you're a fountain pen user and you love writing letters or signing your name, or doing things to where you get line variation and depth to your writing, you're going to love the fountain pen. But there are times in life where you need a rollerball, signing a check, doing numerous things for work. And that is when the rollerball comes in handy. And the ability to have the ink to where it's not regular rollerball ink that anybody could um, copy, could alter, could uh, mess around with is, is nice. I always put that uh, little bit of that Noodler's Blue Ghost in it and give it that uh, black light quality that I forget the word is, but anyhow, you, you can see under a black light it glows. I, I like that. I like that feature. I like being able to blend those two mediums together and have it work. Um, this is this is neat. This is a neat little pen. And I find myself having several ones that aren't aren't expensive pens that I just like for one reason or another. You know, you you like to have this kind of an ink in it because you like to write. In your notebook this way you like to have something portable a little pocket pen or you like that one that reminds you of your dad or this one someone gave to you this one here is just a good utilitarian pen and pin bbs is for this cost if i would buy this in the united states it'd be easily 300 dollars I would never pay that. <laughs> I do not have the money to pay that. I am broke, as I said. So, I would much rather 
give my money to somebody that needed it or to work on a different cause that I support. Lastly, today I'm going to find it here as soon as I get this thing loaded. I've been following for a long time this gentleman. On Twitter and in life. I consider him a type of person I look up to. It's a friend and I've mentioned before how much his struggle with ALS means. Brian Walsh. And I retweeted this because it means so much to me, it's a picture of him and his wife. And you see so much love between these two. And I, I just, I say the sappy thing once in a while. I say, man, you two are so beautiful. And they are. I mean, she's there for him and he's there for her. And it just, uh, hey, he's got a Comperdell. The guy's got a good taste in, in canes. That's the same cane I use for hiking. <laughs> I like that, Brian. I really like it a lot. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to tell him that. That's, they make the best trekking poles, by the way. So he has a cane. That's, that's really, really nice. It's nice that they make them. Uh, but here it says that uh, for eight days, he's been asking a very reasonable, polite question. And I wanted to reiterate that. Because when you think about money... Like I said, you know, I, I can't, oh my God, I wish I could give like I did, did in the past couple of years and be able to go out and do different different things in different places and get people organized to where a bunch of like-minded people combine to work on a project to help people. I, I wish I had the the financial backing at the moment. I'm really... I can't talk about it all, but um, Brian here, he's a former federal prosecutor, so he he gives me a lot of insight and wisdom and my life and many other issues, let me put it that way. But Yeah. Day, he's, day eight, he has eight days of questions. I'm trying to get choked up. I'm sorry. Eight days of questions here. Um, day eight, ALS Association. If you will praise ACT for ALS on your website and podcast, why won't you answer a PLAS question about it? It's because I'm asking you to back up your words by providing weekly reports on your efforts. I'm really trying to understand. And he's been every day asking a question about this. You know, he's he's the founder of IMALS. He is a guy that um, is taking what many people would sit back and feel sorry for themselves. He's taken the disease and made it into um, advocacy. And he's I believe he's gonna beat it. I believe he'll beat ALS. He's gonna he's gonna be the person that gets the funding and the research and uh He's just not a quitter. <laughs> I love the guy. I love Brian. 
Um, every day has been asked that question about different ways of advocacy. And it's a very important question. And you want to know why is because you want to have information on what, what, what's being accomplished. How are you, how's the money that people are donating, efforts they're putting into being answered? And, uh, yeah. But, we'll always mention Brian because he, he's not, you know, he's not like, I don't think of Brian as somebody that's fighting a terminal disease. I don't. I'm sorry. The terminal disease is, is does not define him. His spirit dealing with it. He's become like this Jedi master. I really feel that way. He is, every day you look on Brian's page, it's it's inspiration, inspiration, inspiration. And it's beautiful. It's it's touching. It's meaningful. And it, it's like going to church without the dogma. It's every day is the meaning of living. Every day is a blessing. I, I remember when my father had pancreatic cancer. And that whole summer, I spent with him having a terminal disease. It was a roller coaster of emotions for him and for his caregivers. So, it, it uh, it's, it's a very important thing what he's doing here. Whether it be any disease, whether it be any any terminal disease, any advocacy, anything... Even right now, we're dealing with COVID. To be positive about what you're fighting against and not to lose yourself in it. And he hasn't. He's an amazing person. So I want to tell you all to follow Brian Walsh. I wish he had a podcast. Um, ALS has been tough on his speech so it would be difficult for him but i love love what he says i love these daily posts of his and for his his uh, organization i am it's i am als.org is something i want to endorse for this this month and encourage everybody to donate for, to for brian and to help him out with this, it's it's something I um, kind of losing my 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 myself here in this. But don't mind me. I'm gonna get going though, and I want to do thank you all for tuning in. Again, check out those three podcasts that are on YouTube and uh, Oh Anchor and all over the all over the podcast world, whatever you call it. Summer comes here, and we're dealing with the same thing last year. Some of us are vaccinated. I am. Uh, we're still dealing with these variants. Be safe out there, people, and take care of each other. You know, uh, it, one thing it's this thing has taught us is that every person is so again going back to like uh, crypto naturalist. Everything's so interconnected. Um, Caring about one another is very important. So, let you go for now. And uh, thank you for listening.